What is that sound, you ask? Welcome to the Rec Show Podcast, a show dedicated to beat makers around the world. Kick back, relax with the host, Golden Mind. Spring is out, the birds is chirping, you see some green coming from the brown grass, you know what I mean? Some green coming from the plants and all that, the trees, yeah man, sunshine out, yo, air's a little bit, yeah man, yo, what's up everybody, Golden Mind here, and welcome to another episode of The Rec Show Podcast, we are on episode 4-0, right now you're listening to Who Knows with that Earth Sign beat tape. And this track is called Scorpio Moon, man. Yo, this joint is incredible. Who knows, man? Shout out to you, man. I had to use it for the intro, man. Appreciate you for blessing me with this. But, um, yo, man, we're going to get into a, another episode with a uh, We Like Chops collaborator, a New York native, a, um, you know, rhythm junkies, floor militia, collaborator man south valley stream new york man y'all welcome to the show the one and only jay hershey man he be killing it with the sp404s y'all welcome jay hershey to the show we're gonna hear his music we're gonna hear about him get to know him a little bit better and we're gonna uh, vibe out man so smoke them if you got them drink them if you got them kick back relax if you're listening to the car turn the volume up man we're gonna get into it man peace and love yo yeah yo yo this is Jay Hershey, and you're now plugged into the Rec Show podcast with the bro Golden Mind. Let's get into Let's it. Get into it. Thank you. 
Diddly. Bo Diddly, man. Yo, we back. Episode 4-0 with Jay Hershey, man. So, yo, I asked Jay Hershey some questions, man. We're going to get into, we're going to get right into the episode, man. All right, we'll get right into the interview. Yeah. Yo, so Jay Hershey, man, appreciate you for being on the show, man. Thank you for blessing us with your, you know, your presence, your outlook, your introspection on the show, man. So I, I you know, I, question number one is always, you know, for anybody who listens to the show, uh, for B heads or the internets, please go ahead and introduce yourself. Where are you from? What your name means? Um, and then how your name was created and, and then any associated collectives you might be a part of and you know all that type of stuff you feel me yo um i go by the name jay hershey and uh you know first and foremost um i really want to give a shout out to you golden mind you know i really like what you're doing with this whole show putting on a platform for us beat makers out there and uh, you know all those creative people um, you know, I think it's really dope. I definitely just wanted to give you a shout out before I even get into it. That's love, y'all. Appreciate you. But yeah, you know, for the B heads out there, for anybody listening, for regular listeners, you know, I go by the name Jay Hershey. I hail from Valley Stream, New York, which is in Long Island, right on the border of Queens. Uh, I'm originally from Jamaica, Queens. I moved when I was 12 to Valley Stream, Long Island. So you know, that is where I grew up. You know, for the high school years, a lot of a lot of the hip hop. A lot of the hip-hop head years, you know, uh, I spent a lot of time in Queens just absorbing what was around me. And then when I moved to Long Island, it was kind of like the era of me finding out how much I love this hip-hop thing, you know. In terms of how it was created, like, to be completely honest, like, you know, growing up in high school, um, you know, I'm, I, I have, I'm very dark-skinned, you know, so... When I was going through high school, you know, it was a mixed high school, so, you know, I used to deal with a lot of, like, kind of colorism, stuff like that, stuff from your own people, stuff from other people, you know, just kind of, like, picking at your skin and stuff, but, you know, as I started to grow more and, like, go from high school to college, and, you know, I really started to grow into myself, I'd say, I started to, like, you know, kind of flaunt my dark skin, you know, it's beauty, you know, it's really just, just loving myself, you know, it's self-love, and, you know, one thing that, you know, a lot of women would say to be honest you know they, they you know they refer to you as chocolate and stuff you know like just gonna keep it a buck and you know i just kind of ran with hershey because you know that's um that's actually my favorite chocolate to be honest and then jay that's my actual name like you know that's my government name jay you know it's not it's not short for anything like that's really my name so you know i just put the jay and the hershey together you know some people call me hershey for short some people call me hersh People in my real life call me Jay, you know, so it just, it just goes together, you know. It, it ain't really nothing crazy to it. I kind of just made it up. But, you know, that's my name. I've been riding with it for a while now, you know. And, you know, I dig it, you know. I dig it. I definitely like Hirsch, you know. It has a nice ring to it. But, you know, that's, that's how we got that. Yo, so that's dope, actually. So, listen, like, how did you begin your journey into music and sampling? And then what's that one moment you remember that, you know, sparked your interest into making your own beats, you know? Uh, you know, music and sampling, like, honestly, the one moment that sparked me, you know, it's several moments, to be honest, like, when I first heard, when I first heard The Unseen by Madlib, that was a moment where I knew I definitely wanted to make beats, like, I thought, wow, you know, he made... He made some crazy stuff with this like like it, it really just showed how crazy you could take making beats too but in all reality it goes back even before that because I, i've been into beats 
really since I was a child, like I used to see the adult swim bumps, you know, like I used to, I was one of those children that used to stay up late. I grew up in the 2000s, you know, so I'm not even supposed to be watching Adult Swim, but it was on and it was playing these crazy instrumentals in between the cartoons and it's crazy because it wasn't even until high school that a friend of mine who's actually younger than me, he played, he played me a Flying Lotus beat and I was like, yo, I recognize that. Come to find out it was Massage Situation, legendary song in the beat world, we all know about that. And it was kind of mind-blowing because I was like, oh, I remember this from the Adult Swim days. And then, you know, shout out to him. His name's Amiri, you know what I mean? You know, shout out to him. You know, he's, he's a really dope producer, too. He used to make beats on FL Studio, so I used to just watch him. And this dude was younger than me. Like, he was killing it. This dude was killing it, man. And it's just like, from there, um... I just knew that, like, I had to kind of like, go down that rabbit hole, you know what I mean, of just beats and stuff, you know, but it's crazy because I actually didn't come back into beats until way later, um, but, you know, after I heard The Unseen and later in college, I heard Donuts, and Donuts was another moment where it was like, yo, I know these beats from the Adult Swim days, like, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't crazy about Dilla, I knew who Dilla was, though, because I, I, I was a hip-hop head already for some years, this is, like, between high school and college, but then... When I heard, when I really sat and listened to Donuts, and I'm not gonna lie, edibles come into play. You know, this was this was literally like sophomore year. I was kind of just getting into, you know, that, and it was just this one experience I had. You know, I was on edibles. I'm listening to Donuts, and it was just clicking, man. Like this guy Dilla is something else. Like I understand why people say what they say. You know. Again, like, I already heard Champion sound. I thought that was super dope. The red is crazy. But, like, I don't know. Something about Donuts made me say, I, I really want to try this. Like, between Dilla and Mad Lib, you know, that whole J-Lib sound. MF Doom, of course. RZA. I'm a huge Wu-Tang head. De La Soul, Prince Paul. I could go on and on. But, you know, just listening to these dudes, you know, and just being a real genuine hip-hop fan, being a B-boy, you know, like, that made me want to approach the music myself you know like like how can i do this you know and at first i didn't really know what i was doing you know i tried to make the beats in high school and just to give you a timeline this is like ninth grade i tried to make beats but it didn't really work out i didn't really know what i was doing but when i came back to it this is all the way after i graduated college you know that's when i said i'm gonna try this again and i went to a friend's house and he actually had the machine micro machine mk2 micro yeah and i just saw him use it and i instantly knew like oh i gotta try this out and i had a decision to make between buying a ps4 or buying a machine micro you know i was fresh out of college i had no job yet or i think i just got a job yeah i was broke though but i made a decision i was like hey man i kind of want to treat myself you know i just got out I'm gonna try this beat thing out again and this is years later I did try Ableton at one point in college didn't work out I just wasn't even I wasn't really paying attention you know I couldn't even figure it out but when I tried this machine it was hands-on it was the micro you know it's similar to an MPC which I never actually used but it just looked more convenient to use it was hands-on so I used that and you know that that allowed me to um kind of like spread my wings a little bit creatively and that's how I got into to making beats and then as far as sampling goes that's just the stuff i grew up listening to in terms of my influences you know 
and obviously my influences they grew up listening to like the 70s and the 60s music so I kind of had to go back and start listening to those records myself and that's how I started sampling you know I started getting it first it started with looping putting drums over the loops and you you know you get to chopping which really machine is what changed the game with that for me because it, it taught me how to chop for real and once I learned how to chop for real it was honestly over from there like to be completely honest like it, it was just over it's over from there I haven't um, I just now downloaded that album um, from Mad Lib that you just talked about I'd never heard of that so I downloaded it on iTunes real quick man I'm about to bump that um, but yeah man so like can you recommend some like must see read hear items you know for my listeners on their journey in the beats and music um, you know cause it it can be like a documentary or a book, YouTube tutorials, or a podcast, right? We, you know, we all trying to teach each other, and some people know about this, and other people don't know about it. So, you know, just sharing information. You feel me? Um, people trying to make beats. You know, honestly, what I tell people if they ever ask me, you know, kind of similar to myself, man. I just, I, I just listen to the people. The people like I just named, like you know, like all the gods, you know, the P Rocks and the Q Tips and Dr. Dre and you know stuff like that. Like I kind of just listen to them and try to deconstruct what they did. And I'll be honest, a lot of the time you run into situations, especially when you're talking about the gods, it's like you run into situations it's like I don't even know how you did that, you know. But then, you know, we live in the era of the internet, so <laughs> what I had to do, I went on YouTube. And, you know, someone I could definitely recommend off off rip is Jay Filt, you know, Very Sick Beats, you know, shout out to him. I used to watch his videos all the time. There was, there was a bunch of uh, videos, though, was like Machine Masters, like, it was different, it was different things, you know, I, I can't even really just name, I used to just go down a rabbit hole of just watching videos of people making beats. It wouldn't even be on the machine half the time. Sometimes I would watch videos of people making beats on SP1200s, and it's like, I'm just getting ideas of, like, Okay, let me filter this part of the sample, you know. Let me let me run a high pass through this part of the sample, you know, and then let's try to do the drums like this, you know, try to play drums like that. Like try to try to make the beat machine into another type of whole other instrument or a whole other other type of beat machine, like you know, trying to replicate things and when you're using different hardware from what you know your influences use, this is kind of some advice if you think about it. It's always gonna be a little bit different because it's not the same piece of hardware, so it's almost like I almost want to recommend trying your hand at different techniques that other producers may have used with other equipment, but just flipping it with, with whatever you got, you know. But, you know, definitely, you no know, very sick beats, you know, just to get back to that. And, you know, in terms of podcasts, I mean, listen, man, this, this podcast right here, man, I think podcasts like this, you know, are perfect because you're listening to other beat makers explain their process, you know, that can give you some insight into how to do it and maybe just the inspiration you know I, I think honestly think half the time all it takes is really just the inspiration like you know you just got to get inspired by something so whether that's music movies cartoons anime uh video games like like these are all things that inspire me like you know what i mean like mm -hmm. i get inspiration from just doing things that i like to do you know mm -hmm. so that's definitely a piece of advice right there like just just go out there and get inspired and just constantly learn you know be a sponge be a sponge yo sage advice man good advice man so like um so like from your content man like you can you can your video content you can be seen using like the 
the Roland SP 404 to create magic, man. Like, and then listening to your beat tapes, I'm like, yo, man, this, yo, this, <laughs> your sample selection and all that type of stuff, your drums and pockets and all that type of stuff, man, it's crazy. Like, so, like, do you use any other tools um, or dolls to to create your music? And then, what's one technique? that's expanded your sound that you're willing to share like um for my listeners yeah yeah you know it's crazy because i definitely get down with the sp as you can't see in the videos you know but in all reality i'm using the sp as a a performance tool you know when i do my videos when i do live sets i use the sp for that i use the sp in combination with the machine so i said i started with the machine mk2 so nowadays, you know, my machine MK2 would eventually, uh, the pads just stopped working after a while. They got like, the, the sensitivity was like going down. It was, it was pretty disappointing at the time, you know. One of my mute buttons wasn't working. That, that's a whole, that's a whole part of one of my techniques, you know. <laughs> so once that stopped working, it was like, all right, I need to upgrade. So I got the machine MK3, which is no longer the newest one because they made the machine live, is it called? But, um, that one is pretty much the mk3 but just as a standalone i actually like using the mk3 you know with the computer i actually like seeing it on the desktop but it is a pretty you know it's a device that has all the buttons everything all the the eight knobs you know all that so i actually use that to construct my beats but then what happens is what happens is you know i'm running it into the sp simultaneously for effects you know whether it's an eq or you know compression um, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, I sample the beat live off the machine into ro- uh, into the SP404. And then, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'll probably keep that recording. Sometimes I just keep recordings and they just there, you know, in the cards. But sometimes, you know, you take one, you, you re-record over that same, like, so you resample it. You know, there's a resample button, SP adds no. So you resample the beat and then you can add more effects or... What I've even done is, you know, take loops of drums, take loops of uh, some whole other chops, and and with the SP, then add another layer to the to the song. So really, it's a conjunction of the machine and the 404 to create a lot of the music that I make. You know, it's, it's a pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Like and like, you know, that it really goes back to the whole school of what I grew up listening what I grew up listening to and studying what they did because you know that's, that's actually not necessarily the SP404 itself but that's how a lot of things were done you know they, they were recorded into another device and then they will make these different layers and then put them together and you're running effects you know with vintage compressors you know but with the SP it's really just this little box and it, it does a lot of things that the SP1200 did you know I saw a Quasimodo quote where <laughs> They said that, uh, um, you know, the 303 was like the poor man's SP-1200, and I think that's so funny, but it really basically, the 404, you know, really does basically, from what I've looked up, most of what that device does, you know, it's crazy, because that's the device I initially was going on YouTube, like, oh, this is the classic, the Pete Rock Q-tip era stuff, but the 404, it's like you get, you know, and then combined with the digital of the computer which is limitless like machine you know machine fl um ableton these are limit you could do anything with the computer you know in terms of making beats so like when you combine that with the analog sampler sound you know it gets it gets pretty crazy it, it definitely gets pretty crazy you know that's what i could say 
you know but at the end of the day i just want to say right now it don't matter what you use bro you know obviously shout out one time to the koala heads you know i peeped the sample and uh super duper episodes you know shout out to both of those dudes um you know and like you you know dudes like low tech you know like they kill it with the koala man and it's crazy and then you know you guys get the og dbic using the PO, the pocket operator my, my man groove slinger gotta give a big shout out to groove slinger you know that's my brother my brother from rhythm junkies you know real life brother he kills it with um he kills it with the koala too and he also uses the npc so it's like you can really you can really use anything man in terms of the daws and and the 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 hardware the the drum machines like it gets deep it gets really deep man yeah it gets really deep yeah man yo shout out to all the koala heads man sample uh super duper um yo low tech and you know all of the guests that i have on the show man they all got their techniques man shout out to the og dbic man we appreciate you man um yo man yo if i can get yo y'all go ahead if y'all listen to this part y'all go ahead and go ahead and send a message like yo dbic you need to get on the rec show podcast <laughs> I'm stretching, you know, but, yo, I'm bugging out, man. But, yo, yo, facts, man. Like, yo, just pick something, try and master it, and then put your spin on it. You know what I mean? So that's all you can do. You feel me? So let me ask you this. Like, uh, on your on your Bandcamp and your DSPs, you got a, a beat tape series called Godly. And then, so you got, like, three volumes, right? The volume one, two, and three. So, which is a mix of like boom bap, lo-fi, dance, and and more. What were your muses? Like I ask this question every week, man. What were your muses and your motivation when you were creating these? Like, and then you know, part two to that is speak about creating during the pandemic and the possible benefits and to your creativity and your resiliency as well, man. Yeah. So, Bandcamp and DSPs, you know. You know what? You know, you know. Just to respond to that thing right there, um, that's just the way. You know, for me, it's like I just try to get my music to everybody, and like I, I'm, I'm the type of person where, or the type of musician you could say, you know, I just want people to hear my music. You know, I just want people to enjoy my music. So, and, and that kind of goes back in with the other part of your question. You know, with the Godly series, you know. You know, you said like, you know, you said boom bap and the dance music, like it's it's just the music that I want to hear. Like, honestly, like it really isn't any deeper than that. And for me, you know, I do have a background, <clears throat> you know, I do have a background, a b-boy background, you know, uh, popping background, locking background. Like, like these are, you know, I'm not going to make myself sound like I was I'm not even not even was am, you know, the craziest dancer, but this is this is something i like to do you know my body naturally grooves to music you know whether it is boom bap even lo-fi you know what i mean stuff like that Le- electronic music you know yeah ambient music bro i could find a rhythm in that sometimes you know like my, my, my mind will go there so for me it's just like i'm literally just creating the music i want to make and at the end of the day it's like you know it comes out sounding however it's gonna sound you know i definitely have different moods in mind you know there's definitely that chill mood there's definitely that mood where you want to dance there's definitely that mood where you want to pop your head the mood where you want to freestyle you know and then you know in terms of creating music during the pandemic it's crazy because when the pandemic first started that was when i went on i would say my personal breakout for myself like you know for myself it's like i made a lot of music 
in 2020. Like if you go back to 2020, that's when I dropped, you know, the most tapes. And I, yeah, I mean, it, it was it was what it was. You know, I didn't have a job. I was just home. I class like twice a week, which was online. But besides that, I was home all day. So I was just making beats. And and this is kind of around the time where I was really starting to grow into my style. Like that whole that whole year was that for me. It was able for me to grow into my style, and it did. It, it most definitely was the silver lining of the pandemic for me. You know, you know, eventually I was able to get on my feet and all that. You know. But that was definitely an era where it's like, okay, let me just make a bunch of beats, you know what I mean? Let me just try to get my name up, you know? And, you know, I can honestly say I'm glad to see that paying off now, you know, in terms of just, you know, the amount of the amount of catalog I was able to build up more than anything, you know what I mean? Buzz or whatever, all that's secondary, but I'm honestly just happy with the amount of catalog I was able to build for myself. And to be honest, with the Godly series that was kind of like the next year you know and it was like all right well let me show people that or let let me show listeners you know the supporters people that really like my music you know that you know 2020 was me experimenting with like my sound and the godly series i feel like this that is the jay hershey sound you know not to say that it's not going to go even further than that because it most 100 percent is but i almost wanted to paint a little bit of a capsule of like okay that was 2020 this is 2021 jay hershey and that's the godly series you know so you know but with that being said you know it's 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 on to you know you know whatever is next you know it could be a four it could be a whole something else something else different you know but that was the type of time i was on last year you know it was really godly just i guess for me it was like a godly aura that i felt making some of those beats because again like you know there is range there you know and that's not like that's not like a flex that's just me trying to say like these are really the different moods i be in when i'm making beats like it's not it's very organic like you know i'll make a beat it might start off on some boom bap stuff i throw them to bpm and now it's a house song and it's like i like house music i do like house music so i'll make it a house song you know you know you pitch something down and it sounds really slow and chill then it's a mood like that you know it's definitely not just one sound it's just it's just me showing you know how i do it versatility i feel you yo like yo you can definitely tell like from your releases you definitely are versatile you can do a whole bunch of different things man so i appreciate you for even sharing your your music putting it out there for people to enjoy you know what i mean like on Bandcamp and dsps and stuff like that but you know what I mean? You're right, yo. Like, a wide net is better than no net. Or a wide net is better than a small net. You know what I mean? Like, just to grab more ears. You know, because everybody's trying to jockey for attention. You know what I mean? So, you know, however you, however you can get it, get it. Just, you know, make sure it's, it flows with your moral compass and all that type of jazz. You feel me? But, but yo, let me, um, let me ask you this. Like, the, you know, the four pillars of hip-hop are DJing, MCing, breaking, graphing, right? Which element did you begin your journey with and then how did it affect your life when you discovered it? You know, because that's a big deal, right? When you ask somebody, what part of hip hop did they get, you know, in camps, you know, exposed to? And then, you know, how did that feel? How did that make them feel? And then what did it do for your, for your life? You know what I mean? 
Um, you know, it's crazy because, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I have a b-boy background, but in all reality, well, I'm going to say this, you know, when I was a kid, block parties, a little like parties in elementary school, you know, dancing, dancing, dancing would always be a thing, you know, especially growing up in a, like a black neighborhood, you know what I mean? So, or around black people, I should say. And, you know, people will make the circle the cypher, you know, which I didn't even know what a cypher was back then. But, you know, you jump in it. And I'll be honest, it's not even like I could really dance like that. You know, I was a little skinny, nerdy kid. You know what I mean? So I was just doing whatever. I was just doing what I thought looked cool. I had like the worm and stuff like that, you know. But you could say that because I'm a person that like the cultural, like we're talking about the hip hop culture here. So it's like that was me participating in the culture that young. And I, I first saw that just being a kid in New York City, you know what I mean? You've seen people dancing on the train, you see people walking around, blasting their music out their car, and you know, dudes dudes walking on the street rapping to thin air, like stuff like that, but with no headphones on. But, you know, so for me it was like, you could kind of say breaking was first, but in all reality, I would say the first thing I took serious was actually DJing. I tried to DJ around that same time in high school when I first initially started to make beats. I was definitely better at the DJing at first, but we're talking 15 years old, no DJ controller. I'm literally just on virtual DJ, just putting songs on the decks, slowing them down, calling them chopped and screwed, uploading it to YouTube, and calling myself a DJ. This is what I was doing at like 14 or 15 you know what i mean like this that that's how it started for me but then like a year or so after that i got back into the dancing thing you know we had this thing called light fee out in new york like a new york social dance you know evolved from the harlem shake you know i, I started off doing that my cousin was nice at it i've been trying to be like him he teaching me how to actually dance on beat and then as Lifey, Lifey kind of went through phases here in New York. It had a point where it kind of died out because, you know, people weren't, didn't think it was cool anymore. So when that happened, I kind of was like, all right, well, I want to continue dancing. So then I just got into like hip hop dancing, you know, and then that brought me into back to breaking, which I had seen before growing up in New York. You've seen breaking if you grew up in New York and it's like, you know, but, but, you, but, you, but people might not know what it is because, you know, it is an older thing, you know, so I had to go back and research that. And mind you, I'm a hip hop head at this time, so I'm actively looking up, you know, old school rap. I'm actively looking up Eric B and Rakim. I'm, acti- I'm actively watching documentaries like Wild Style and Star Wars and movies like Beach Street. I'm watching these things and absorbing the information. And at that point in time, it's like, okay, well, I love dancing, still do, you know. And it's like, well, I'm gonna do this b-boy thing, and you know, that became a thing, you know. And, and, and not even not even the thing, it became a lifestyle that I do still hold dear to me to this day, you know, I'm still a b-boy, I still do play music at events, and you know, it's one of the things that inspired my beat making process, but you know, I, like I said, once I got out of college, that's when the beat making thing started, and then, I, I'll be honest, you know, the beat making thing kind of took a priority, but you know, it's funny with the whole hip-hop conversation because you know for me it's like it's always gonna go back to being a b-boy though because if you really look at what a b-boy is it is a hip-hop head you know is someone that you know is taking this hip-hop thing and making it theirs like like that's really what a b-boy is to me at least you know and like for me it's like i try to apply that mentality to making beats i i make beats with a b-boy mentality you know so 
that's really what it is you know it really goes hand in hand for me you know it's it's, it's just really just living and breathing this hip-hop thing you know Tarantino, we like chops joints, man. Yo, you was listening to before that Battle Dreams. Um, before that, you was listening to 5G. You was listening to All in the All in Base, uh, Zion Finn EQ. Um, yo, man, like OP1. You was listening to No Mile. I, um, you was listening to Last Life. And cauliflower, yo man, <laughs> yo man. I tell you, man, like you can hear definitely his versatility in uh, in Jay Hershey's music. But again, you're listening to the Red Show podcast, hosted by yours truly, Goldmine. Go ahead and like, subscribe, follow, share, retweet, all that type of stuff, man. Um, on Instagram, 
Twitter. That's where I'm at, man. Bandcamp, all that stuff. You know what I mean? So, yo, we're going to get right back into the interview. So, Jay Hershey, um, this is a new game I created called Superheroes. You play it by naming your childhood, teenager, and adult beat maker or music producer superheroes. And, you know, just tell the listeners, like, why they were so important to these specific times in your life. And, major key, no genres off limits. Alright? So, you know, basically, like, this is a history lesson for people that, you know, go ahead and do research for people they might not know about. Feel me? Uh, superheroes. This is ill, because I actually love superheroes, you know what I mean? But, um, just a beat-making superheroes, you know... That first, when I was a child, I didn't know who made what. Like, I'm really thinking about this. I didn't know who made what. But in all reality, when I got to high school and I became a head, you could say, it was kind, it was kind of like a hip-hop head in training, really. But I'm looking up, you know, I'm, I'm going back. I'm listening to classic records. And I would say at first, so this is, this is, I'm kind of fast forwarding here, but I'm gonna go back to childhood though. But teenager, teenager was probably Dr. Dre and Primo, because that's who I was going back to. Because again, like I, by the time I'm in high school, I'm in this is 2010s, you know. So this is really the era of Lil Wayne and stuff like that. But I was really just going back and just geeking off that stuff. I'm like, Yo, this stuff is crazy, and it was really. What I didn't even really realize at the time, maybe, was polar opposite sounds. It was Premier East Coast sound and Dr. Dre's West Coast sound. I thought those were both crazy. So those were definitely, like, two big ones right there, if I'm being real. Um, I definitely do. I, it would be disingenuous for me not to also say Kanye West, because Kanye West was definitely making some crazy stuff at that time, you know. This is after the whole three-album run, the initial three-album run, which... You know, might be a little, might sound like an old head comment, but I definitely think his best production. But you know, graduation was crazy to me, man. When I was in eighth grade, that was crazy to me. So he will probably be one too because he was a person where I think around that time I was like, oh, he's making his own beats. Like, 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 like I learned that, and it's around this time of me learning these things. Then I go back. This is why I have to backtrack. Then I go back. I was like, okay, so who made all those records I liked when I was a child? And when I was a child, I'm changed clothes by Jay-Z, you know, PSA by Jay-Z. I was a big Jay-Z fan because he had my name, funny enough. But, you know, Black Album, love that album. So I'm looking at that era and Black Album especially, Timbaland, Pharrell, you know, Neptunes, can't forget Chad, Neptunes, you know what I mean? Clips, Grinding, uh, Drop It Like It's Hot, Neptunes again, and, and a lot of Timbo, Missy Elliott. When I was just, when I was a child, Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott is another person with the dancing. She had mad dancing in her music videos, and I used to watch it as a kid and try to emulate it. I thought it was cool. I was always into just grooving to the music, even if I couldn't do it. I'm looking at Missy Elliott videos, but those were all Timbo beats. So it's almost like when I was it's going backwards. But when I was a kid, I got a really shout out Virginia man. I got a really shout out that Virginia sound man, Neptune's and. And Timbaland, man, like that that synthesizer sound, like they they still mess with me to this day. Like I, I could tell you right now, those synth any synth beat that you hear from me, I'm definitely trying to like hit low-key like tap into like what they were tapping into. Something similar, you know what I mean? Just just a similar vibe and 
I definitely did not mention that earlier. Wow. I definitely used a microcord as well. <laughs> I definitely used the microcord. I'm not, you know, I'm still trying to get nice with it, learning how to do keys. That kind of goes back to looking things up on YouTube, looking up how to, you know, play certain chords. I'm not a keyboard player, but, you know, I definitely use a microcord synthesizer too. Um, if anybody was curious about what that keyboard was in some of my videos if, if you've seen that because you know i def how can i leave that out wow but yeah i definitely use a synthesizer too um but to go back to the question i ain't forget in terms of adult in terms of adult beat maker like when i got older when i got older this is college this kind of lines up with the other story it really goes back to dilla and madlib you know like i was already getting into madlib and mf doom who you could say that was late teenager years. So the early teenager years was like Primo and Dre. The late teenage years became Mad Lib and Dilla, you know, because I heard I heard Unseen, I went crazy. I heard Mad Villainy and I went crazy. I heard Operation Doomsday and I went crazy, you know, and then I heard Donuts when I was in college and like in full, because I heard beats on Donuts, but the whole album, like that one experience, like I said, like, and that, you know, especially after that experience, Dilla became a superhero, a superhero to me, you know what I mean? And, but, you know, forever Mad Lib Doom Dilla, you know what I mean? Like, they, oh, I absolutely cannot forget RZA and Prince Paul. Definitely want to put Q-Tip and Pete Rock in there, you know? It's, it's, it's a lot of people, man. Like, we could be here, you know, if you could be here all day, man, just naming different producers, man. DiBiase, man, you know, the OG. I got him to him a little bit later. But that was like when I got into him, it was like a rabbit hole. Like, oh, this guy's crazy. And then, you know, knowledge. Knowledge is around that same time. I heard knowledge on the Joey Badass tape and I had to go, I went through his stuff. And it was like, then, then I got put on the No Worries and Anderson Pack, who I am actually going to throw Pack in there because he plays instru he plays instruments. So I'm actually going to throw Pack in there. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of people. Uh, Tyler the Creator, Earl Sweatshirt, you know, Out Odd Future. That was a whole, that was a whole era in high school. They were superheroes. They, they 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 were these like angsty superheroes that, as a sixteen year old kid, you had to love. You know what I mean? If, if you were into like, you know, <laughs> the crazy shit they were into, which you know my black suburban ass was. You know, so that's 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 very real right there. Let me take you through some steps. 
We were once kings holding a throne, queens stood by our side, never mistaken for hoes. Look at Nubian Queen Abar from the kingdom of Kush. You would know about these things if you look inside the books. I'm sick of the stereotype of a thug, drug dealer, thief, a rapist look alike. Sick of the way you see me in my car, staring at me hard, getting ready to park and double check for all your valuables. Like it does three times right before I even laugh at you. Talk shit, blast obscenities, and give you attitude. Sick of the way you view us, but love how you amuse us. Getting shot by coward cops or hung up by the Ku Klux? Suck my dick, you stupid. Uh, uh. I'm black, I'm proud, I'm strong. Say it loud. I'm black, I'm proud, I'm strong. Say it loud. I'm black, I'm proud, I'm strong. Say it loud. I'm black, I'm proud, I'm strong. Say it loud. I'm black, I'm proud, I'm strong. Say it loud. I'm black, I'm proud, I'm strong. Say it loud. I'm black, I'm proud, I'm strong. Say it loud. I'm black, I'm proud, I'm strong. Right around the time the minute GBA cartridge Final left post, he's graduated, retarded head Damn it, Dreamcast really had to see a dark end Oh God, now you really got me started I go hard like first time, parallel parking And you know my seat's so sick, I'll make you nauseous Think I am a dog? You can go and check my paw print Make you run around on a leash, now you exhausted Spoon in a yoga, how you swivel with a forklift Up to your jaw with two threes like I'm Jordan Sick of bullshit, now the heifers are the target No, I don't abuse it, I'm most excuse the jargon I swim in a bunch of no, you think I'm talking with a great white and sandbar Favorite pair of shark fits First verse hard, but I'm done with all the nonsense Sick of gender shits with a motherfucking car And I'm screaming at a I'm medicated and I swear I'm not the same Never was a slave, but you know I'm off the chains Be real, I'm insane and I got no brains And I'm screaming at a blind This is 96, man, I park with no drawers on In this brickalism, I'm at the star park On Halloween, wake me up with some Narcon Where are the control, but I used to be Just heard was screaming down the block, and then the track before that was Say It Loud, I'm Black. Man, yo, you can find that on all the DSPs, man. Yo, man, I had to have that track on here, man, just because you know, it hit me when he was talking about, you know, what I mean, AWOL. So, y'all check him out, man. But yo, let's get back into the interview. You feel me? <laughs> yo, man, so. Jay Hershey, man. So, um, can you tell us about a time where you failed and then how you overcame that failure? You know, like, secondly, what do you wish you would have known before you started on this journey in music? I mean, honestly, as far as failure goes, you know, ah, failure beat wise, I mean, honestly, I feel like I haven't really failed yet. And 
I don't mean that in a way of like I haven't had moments where things didn't go my way. My first beat set did not go my way. You know, I made a lot of mistakes with the transitions, but I knew then that that was a learning process. I had like just gotten an SP like a month and I made the mistake of not really practicing like that. But ever since then, I just been on it, you know what I mean? Just trying to get nice with my effects and just keep working at it, you know? But for me, it's like, it's, you all, there's always room for improvement. So I can't really look at it as a failure. You know, if I do a beat battle and I lose the battle, you know, which has happened before, like that's not even a failure to me, you know? I, I did hear this, the interview you had with Sample, you know, I had to agree with him. It's like, it really just goes back to, well, who's ever judging this shit? You know, we all got different perceptions of how the music is supposed to sound. So for me in this beat game, and it was really an epiphany moment that I learned kind of early, but like, it don't matter, bro. Like you can make whatever you want, you know, it's something that no one ever made before. And I feel like that's the, that's, that's the ultimate freedom with making beats and making music. It's like, Yes, you know, there probably is this music theory aspect to it and there is things that more people are going to enjoy than others. But at the end of the day, especially in this internet era, man, there's a lane for literally any type of sound. You can make ambient music. You, you, you can play one chord on a synth and hold it and throw effects on it. And I'll tell you that stuff is dope if it, sound, if it sounds good to me, you know? If you twi twist a knob a certain way, you're getting crazy with your stabs. Like, I'm, I'm not even mad at it, man. Do whatever you want. So for me, it's like there really is no failure. But, you know, of course, I've had my moments where I'm low and I feel like people not really messing with it or people are trying to sleep on me or stuff like that. But, man, it always, it always just comes back to, for me, it's like, hey, man, this is something you do because you love to do it. I genuinely love making beats. I pros I would most likely be making beats no matter what you know what I mean so it's like at the end of the day it's like there is no failure you know failure is not really an option because I'm making it as a way to you know express myself and overcome my anxiety and insecurities this is a place for me to escape that so really the making the beats is the way to come out of failures for me like in terms of like life pressure life you know whatever happens you know you lose a girl you lose a job it's like hey making beats is what i can come back to to escape from that you know so i don't really look at it as i really don't think there could be a failure with this for me because for me it's a way to express myself outside of the pressures that i might face in you know the outside world also in terms of who i would have known you know that's kind of hard because i don't even really know like who i've known uh I mean, honestly, I guess an engineer, <laughs> some sound engineer to maybe give me some pointers with that. <laughs> That's probably the only thing I could think of with that one, to be honest with you. Jay Hershey, man, can you elaborate on, uh, uh, you know, what the We Like Chops Collective is and its mission? And, you know, can you name like the other beat makers associated with this collective? Like, what was the goal with this, this joint, man? I want people to tap in, man. All right. So the We Like Chops thing, boom, you know, the We Like Chops thing honestly just started as like a group of a literal like kind of group chat, really, of, um, you know, beat makers that 
we all just mess with each other's stuff. Some people were news to other people, so it was kind of like we're sharing each other's stuff, and you know, we, we were like-minded with some of our beat making process. You know, obviously we got our differences, but you know, we just kind of came together. We're like, you know, we, we like chops, <laughs> you know, it's in the name. And then, you know, in terms of other beat makers associated with the collective, you know, you got my man Trill Walton, you know, he was the one who really put it in motion for us to do the donations. And, you know, with the donations, you know, we basically have different beat tapes. We like chop volumes. And at first we were picking countries. So we would pick a country. Everybody would sample music from that country. And then we would take the money that we made from the, the tape and then donate it to a cause that's located in that country. You know, that was that was that's all Trill Walton, you know, that was his idea, you know, and shout out Trill, you know what I mean? Like so we, we kinda came together with that because you know the We Like Chops thing, you know, that was that was the group that I initially put together with my man Horace. Shout out Horace Raw Mindset. You know, from Georgia, you may should definitely get him on the show, as well as Trill, as well as Low Tech, if you haven't, um, you know, all these people, you know, so we like Chops, you know, we got a lot of heads, man, you know, it's, it's been a lot of people that been on different tapes, you know, we've had, I mean, I'm here all day, man, it's a lot, man, it's a lot, bro, I, I'm like going blank right now, because there's so many people, you know, but shout out everybody in the, in the We Like Chops chat, man, you know what I mean, you know, like 1010, you know, Trill, Low Tech, um, Horace, man, there's so many people, man, I really can't even think about it. Like, I'm, I almost want to come back to that one and just do a bunch of shout outs. Like, we got my man Pepper, we got G Rolla, we got my man Cabastos, <laughs> we got Stevie, Trill, Echo, Charlie, uh, Fulf, Ricky, Mock, Chop, Big Daddy Chop. You know, shout out Johnny Vado, shout out Zolan, you know, shout out all these, uh man, there's so many dudes. Old boy, can't forget old boy, man, Economy, yeah, JR Economy, you had him on the show before. You know, shout out him, shout out Jersey. Um, Just want to give a shout out to Unusual and YTC too, you know, uh, love those dudes, you know what I mean? Shout out to everybody in Jersey, for real. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of people, man, like, I could be here all day, but just, just I'ma just say, shout out everybody. And we like chops, you know. Shout out my man Animus, you know. Shout out Jacob Barlow, you know. All these dudes, bro. Killer Kane. Ah oh, man, it's crazy. <laughs> shout out we like chops, man. But you know, we're into doing the, don the donations, sampling from different countries. Uh, we're starting to branch into sampling other things. So you know, we got a project coming out called We Like Chop Cinema. You know, probably you could take a guess what that's gonna be, but be be on the lookout for that one. You know. Yo, y'all heard it here first, man, with Jay Hershey, man. We Like Chops Cinema. Y'all go to welikechops.bandcamp.com and tap into that project. I think it's dope, man. Um, I think I'm going to buy a couple albums off of that just to, you know, support the cause, um, you know, when I can. But, you know, um, so let me ask you this, Jay Hershey. Like, you're a Bandcamp and digital streaming platform user. What do you think about beat make? You know, how do you think about beat makers uh, can benefit from using platforms like these and emerging tech such as cryptocurrency and blockchain and stuff like that? Especially with the new Epic um, and and Bandcamp or Bandcamp and Epic um, buyout and stuff like that, man. I think beat makers can benefit from putting their music anywhere. There's a lane to be found 
with any platform that you use you just have to kind of build your own algorithm in that platform so for me personally i do you sorry i do use bandcamp i do use the streaming platforms you know i know people have their gripes with both of those things you know uh but for me it's like i'm just trying to i'm trying to cast a wide net of people to hear my music because i want people to hear my music you know that, that's just my personal opinion you know i do have you know my thoughts on you know the payment system like you know it definitely could be better you know especially for streaming but at the same time it's like that's what most people are using so it really just kind of comes down to you know where your priorities lie and everybody has different priorities and i don't think there is a right or wrong way to do this at all you know it's kind of like the failure thing it's like man we're just making music here man i know dudes that make music and that don't drop it at all and it's some of the greatest stuff i ever heard like my man who's younger than me and myri like he is a genius <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like a lot of people not gonna hear what the stuff he's made and this goes to other people too man shout out my, my you know a lot of people you know what i mean like i don't even want to you know make it about that because it might not matter for some people like that some people really just make music for themselves so it's, it's up to the artist you know what i mean um in terms of the blockchain thing i think i think blockchain is very interesting technology you know i i do have i did make an nft of the three godly albums is like one nft i did do that um i'll be honest man it's kind of tough because with crypto and stuff you got to find people you got to find people willing to spend the crypto to buy the album which is like already a smaller amount of people than regular people with regular money by default so that's really the only thing i personally think that it could be useful for us artists because there's something called smart contracts and i'm not sure every artist is aware about smart contracts it is pretty interesting it basically says that if someone buys your digital art and they sell it you will also get a portion of that sale i think that's important because with all the you know with all the gripes that we have about streaming services and and transaction fees on bandcamp it's like hey there's a whole solution for that right there but people would have to use crypto to buy these things so that's where it gets kind of fuzzy and i completely understand why anybody's skeptical about jumping into it and i completely understand why people are skeptical about cryptos and nfts in general like it makes sense it really needs to be regulated by the government but i would say there is a future in it if it gets regulated if it gets regulated i think as musicians should make like a i, I must say i think we should make a trend i think we should really try to make a transition because that's how we're going to get paid for real if we do that that's how we're gonna get paid you know obviously we gotta copyright our stuff so nobody else could do it and it's probably gonna get a little bit more complicated to be honest but i think there's some potential there i'm not gonna lie about that yeah i mean i, I feel you I, uh, I understand you know multiple sides of the spectrum or the perspective i just don't i don't definitely don't agree with the government regulating this cryptocurrency blockchain this whole new ecosystem that we um and a lot of people are creating because it goes against everything that it stands for when it comes to decentralization which is you know just peer-to-peer -peer, it ain't no middleman type of joint you know what i mean but yeah that's digging deeper like go ahead and read like books like bitcoin and the american dream or uh bitcoin and black america um, there's a couple other books, man. So, but that's that's something different, man. So, um, 
Okay, so last question, man. Like, we, what should the internet look out for from Jay Hershey in 2022? I mean, we only in the first quarter of 2022, so, you know what I mean? How can the internets tap into you and your music? Go ahead and plug your socials, all of that. Projects coming up, all of that type of joint, you know what I mean? Any last and final words as well? So I've been waiting to say this <laughs> Y'all could look forward to a lot <laughs> I'ma just say it You know uh, For people that tapped into the Sega AM2 project That me and my man AWOL did Shout out to AWOL You know we definitely got more of that coming out Um, uh, I know a lot of people that are familiar with me through Twitter They know about my man King Enzy If, if you don't know about King Enzy Please get familiar That's K-I-N-G E-N-Z-E-E We already got two records out Three records out Actually Like Saturday, Sunday Um Damn I forgot the last name But <laughs> Go just Just check out King NZ man We we got a whole project coming out Man we, 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 we doing some stuff That's been in the works And then just A lot of collabs man I'm a lot of collabs You know I'm definitely just I'm working with rappers man I'm gonna keep it a buck You know Rappers tap in man a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all say y'all want to work with me, and then I don't know what happens. You know what I mean? But listen, I'm here, bro. I am here. You know, money talks though. <laughs> let's let's get that right. <laughs> you know, money definitely talks, but I'm definitely here. I definitely got more beat tapes coming out. That is never gonna stop. You know, I definitely, you could say, took my foot off the gas. I've just been living life. You know, got a new job and stuff like that. You know, so I'm just trying to, you know, do what I gotta do. You know, to get by, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't believe that we have to be, you know, starving artists and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm definitely, definitely coming with some heat. I got beats in the tuck already. I got about, I'm going to just say, I got about two tapes. I got two tapes worth of music in the tuck right now. So just definitely be on the lookout for that, you know. I'm definitely giving my man Golden Mind the exclusives right now. He's going to play for y'all. So, you know, this is going to be some new stuff that you gonna, you guys going to hear, you know. Um, I definitely want to say, you know, if possible, you know, let's, 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 uh, you know, everybody tap in, man. You know, Jay Hershey, man, you, you guys can find me on Instagram, Jay Hershey Music, Twitter, Jay Hershey Music, Bandcamp, Jay Hershey, Spotify, Jay Hershey, Apple Music, all of that. You know, I'm on TikTok. I barely post videos, but I'm on TikTok. Uh, I'm on YouTube. I got no videos, but I'm on YouTube. I definitely want to start doing content on YouTube. I definitely want to post more content on Twitch. Also, Jay Hershey Music on Twitch. Literally, Jay Hershey, ev- Jay Hershey Music everywhere. Just look me up. You know, I make beats. I dance. I love to do live sets. Pull, uh, hit me up to do a set. And I'm a pop up. You know what I mean? That's that's facts. Like so, tap in, man. Tap in. And you know, definitely don't want to pass over this. You know, you you also asked me uh any collectives. You know, I'm actually I'm actually down with multiple collectives. You know, to keep it a buck. You know, I'm down with the Floor Militia Crew, which is a B Boy Crew, and the Rhythm Junkies Crew, another B Boy Crew, two B Boy Crews out in Long Island. Um both just hip-hop lifestyle crews you know i could get more into my my background with that you know but you know that was that and then you know that is you know those are those are still bros we just had an event at like get down with floor militia you know um and then the anomaly conglomerate you know that's my man mike larry draws creation you know if you could ever get him on the show that is a must i'm gonna tell you right now that is that is a legendary dude 
you know, out here in New York City, man, you know, just Mike Lake from the Bronx, you know, he created it, not like conglomerate. We're really just a group of some, you know, some beat makers, some creatives that like to get together and, you know, throw events. You know, shout out my man Isaac Sawyer, you know, shout out Ja, you know, shout out Kamari Carter, shout out everybody in the scene. I, I see you had Vicky Cases up here, shout out to her, shout out to stuff that she got going on, you know, shout out Troublemaker, you know. Shout out Designer Dream, shout out Supply Chain Radio, you know, shout out all those dudes, shout out Yumi, um, you know, Big Chef Dog, Balake, all those dudes, man, some Phylum, you know, everybody in New York City, man, that's facts, dope beats, man. and I can't forget my man Groove Slinger from Rhythm Junkies and my man E-Man, Emmanuel from Rhythm Junkies as well, you know, both beat makers and b-boys, you know, shout out everybody in Long Island as well. You know, in Long Island, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like that bridge. You know what I mean? You know, coming from Queens and then moving to Long Island, you know, I'm kind of like that bridge. So I definitely just want to give a shout out to all those people. You know, these are people that inspired me as well. And, and shout out to you, man. You know what I mean? With what you're doing right now inspires me, man. It, it just, it just reminds me that. We're really a community, man, and this hip-hop culture, man, is so beautiful because it just puts us together, so. With all that being said, man, you know, you know, I'm about to get up out of here, but, you know, peace to you, Goldemine. Thank you for the opportunity, man. Be on the lookout for all this, the B-tapes, the, the project with AWOL, the project with Enzy, you know, these, these are things that are coming out. These are things that's really happening, you know what I mean? Tap in with me. Rappers, other beat makers, tap in with me if you want me for a live set, if you want me to do beats, if you want me to show up and dance, you want me to bring my crew to your wedding, and you want my crew to dance at your wedding, you know, hit up Floor Militia, you know, shout out my man Just Kev, you know, shout out my man Saul, B-Boy Static, Boyo, you know, better shout out the crew, shout out B-Boy Matai, you know, Young Child Prodigy, you know, so shout out everybody, bro, but thank you again for having me, man, and you know, God bless you, man, God bless hip-hop. And God bless this show, man. With that that being said, man, peace. Yo, we appreciate you, Jay Hershey, for allowing us to spotlight you, man. Just hear from you, hear your music. Yo, man, it's always dope, man. You're right. Yo, God bless hip-hop. You know what I mean? God bless bless everybody, man. Like, yo, a lot of people could be going through something worse, man. Yo, just make sure you count your blessings and not your problems, man. But y'all heard it here first, man. Jay Hershey, New York, one of you, New York's finest, man. I don't know if I'm going to turn this into a New York, you know what I mean, month. I don't even know, man. But, yo, I need females on this show, man. Like, especially with their music on Bandcamp, man. As of right now, I literally have five. I have five females on this show so far. And we on episode 40, man. I don't, I don't like that, man. I don't like that ratio, yo. So, yo, but anyway, tap into Jay Hershey. Everything Jay Hershey. I'm going to leave the links in the description. Um, yeah, man. So, once again, thank you for tapping in, man. Count your blessings, not your problems. And I'm going to see y'all on another one next week, man. I love y'all, man. Appreciate the support, man. Y'all been showing on Twitter and Instagram, man. And, yo, just let's just keep building this thing, man. Up. I mean, because... Ultimately, it's for us. You know what I mean? It's for us. You feel me? So, I appreciate y'all, man. So, with that being said, I'm going to see y'all next week. Peace and love, yo.